the year is 1284. The town of Hamlin is in chaos. A rat infestation has swept through the town, and the people are desperate for a solution. One day, a stranger arrives in town. He is dressed in a long, flowing coat and a wide-brimmed hat. He carries a pipe, and he plays a strange, haunting melody. Things are about to get strange. goblins welcome to another episode of conspiracy weird this is molly with my favorite co-host slash person ever josh yo so today i'm munching on some ice cream while we do this podcast which is very yummy very excited about this ice cream um are you ready to get into this episode yeah okay let's do this The town of Hamlin was suffering from a rat infestation in the year 1284. A piper dressed in multicolored clothes appeared and stated that he was a rat catcher. He promised the town and the mayor that he would help the town with this rat problem. The mayor promised to pay him for removing those rats and the price tag was 1,000 guilders. The piper decided to take the mayor up on his offer and lured the rats to the Wesser River with his pipe. The rats drowned. The mayor took back his offer and decided to pay the piper 50 guilders instead of the promised 1,000. The mayor went as far as to say that the piper brought the rats himself just so he could come and remove the rats for a high price. The piper was so angry that he left the town and said that he would take his revenge on the town. On St. John and Paul's Day, the piper returned when all the adults were in the church. He was dressed in green to look more like a hunter. He was playing his pipe and attracting the town's children. About 130 children followed him out of town and into the cave. The children were never seen again. The earliest mention of the story of the Pied Piper seems to be a stained glass window. It was placed in the church of Hamlin in 1300. There are several accounts of the window between the 14th and 17th centuries. The window was destroyed in 1660, but a modern reconstruction of this window was created by Hans Doberton. It is generally considered that the window was created in memory of a historical event from the town that was very tragic. There is an entry from... 1384 that apparently states it is a hundred years since our children left there are no explanations for the event that is universally accepted as fact the rats weren't even added to the story until 1559 in 1384 deacon lude of hamlin reported that he had a chorus book that contained a latin verse that gave an eyewitness account of the event An early German account of the event is in the Lundberg Manuscript. Part of the town gate from 1556 is exhibited in the Hamlin Museum. According to the museum, the stone is the oldest surviving evidence for the legend. It has the following inscription. 
in the year 1556, 272 years after the magician stole 130 children from the city, this gate was founded. Between 1559 to 1565, Count Froben Christopher von Zimmern wrote a version of this legend in one of his books. This is one of the earliest accounts which mentions the plague of rats. There are theories that the children were lost from natural causes instead of the mystical character of the Pied Piper. One of those theories is that the children died from disease or starvation, and the Pied Piper is symbolically the character of death. Some other theories are that the children died in the Wesser River, died in a landslide, or from a sinkhole. There's also another theory that the children died from an epidemic that were brought on from the rats. There's also a theory of um, that all the undocumented children were sold to a recruiter in the Baltic region. This was not uncommon at this time. Linguistics professor Jurgen Udolf, and I'm sorry if I butcher all these names, said that 130 children did disappear on a June day in 1284 in Hamlin. He states that there quote unquote there were characters known as locators who roamed northern germany trying to recruit settlers for the east all local reports of the incident of the missing children state that it is specifically june 26th june 26th is a pagan holiday known as midsommar they often place emphasis on the children being led away to the kopen which translates to hills in some areas of Germany, there are bonfires that are lit on these mountains. Some believe that a shaman led the children away to participate in this event and was either massacred by local Christians in the area or forced into a monastery. A mass psychogenic illness may also be a theory. This is in the form of dancing mania. In the 13th century, dancing mania outbreaks did occur. One happened in 1237 when a large group of children traveled from Erfurt to Arnstadt, which is about 12 miles. And if I said those wrong, I apologize. I think you did good. Thank you. They were jumping and dancing all of the way. Whatever option is what really happened, the truth is that 130 kids went missing that day. We may never know what really happened, but it is a day to remember. Now, in today's time, some facts about some missing children. It is estimated that 2,300 children do go missing every day in the United States, about, and that equals about half a million children a year. Good news is, though, is that 97.8% of those children are found every year. That's a little reassuring. A little comforting. A little bit. Well, so some fun facts, I guess. <laughs> um, if you can have some fun facts about missing children. I know, I know. Uh, well, this story was spread as folklore and has appeared in writings from people like the Brothers Grimm and Robert Browning. Uh, in fact, actually, one of the most um, popularized versions of this is the poem from Robert Browning. I was going to attempt to read it and release it, 
but um, it is more a tongue twister than Dr. Seuss. And uh, maybe one day I'll I'll try to release it, but right now I don't know about it. Listening to him try to say it over and over and over again was actually kind of entertaining, at <laughs> least to me. <laughs> so there's also a popular theory that the uh, Pied Piper is a symbol of hope to the people of Hamlin, which was attacked by the plague and carried by the rats. Um, you know, in some versions of the story, there were three children um, that were le- kind of left behind. There was one deaf child who couldn't hear the music. There was one blind child, so he couldn't see where the piper was going. And there was one handicapped kid who couldn't keep up with the rest of the kids. Very interesting. And with that, <laughs> and that's how they have an account of what happened, how the adults know what was happening. So, interesting. Um, wow, this next one's going to be a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> I'm happy you're saying this, word, this this street name and not me. Yeah, so the Hamlin Street named Bungalosen Strassi, or the Street Without Drums, is believed to be the last place the kids were seen. In fact, music and dancing have not been allowed on this street ever since. Hmm. Yeah, so don't bang any drums while walking down the street. Don't have your AirPods in dancing to music on that street. Don't think it's Dancing Mania. Possibly. Probably. To this day, the town is very much centered around the Piper. The local restaurants have an at-tail dish from thinly sliced ham. Uh, There are also rodent-shaped cakes and breads. There are also reenactments put on by the Hamlin Museum. There's even a souvenir shop, of course, where you can buy rat-themed gifts and all things Pied Piper. I would actually not mind some Pied Piper memorabilia, but that's just me. Okay. You, you want you just want to see me walk around in brightly colored tights and, and clothing, don't you? With a rat hat on. With a rat a rat hat? Yes, rat hat. Do they have... It's a hat shaped like a rat. I don't know if they have one, but I would love to see you wear one. Should I serve you ratatouille too? <laughs> <laughs> so lame. <laughs> I do like to eat, so whatever. Okay, so have you heard of the Pipe Piper before this story? And did you know as much in depth as you do now? Of course not. I, well, I've heard of him, but I didn't know the story much in depth. Um, Me neither. No. And uh, <laughs> he... Um, the Robert Browning story, I think, is supposed to be the, one of the most popularized ones. So it's it's definitely a good read. There's some English that's easy to follow, and then there's some that's a little not. Um, but I definitely would recommend it. Uh, if I were trying to read it, well, according to what I did, it's going to take me about 16 minutes to read the whole thing. So um, read it for yourself <laughs> at your speed and uh, see if it's as much a tongue twister to you as it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> what theory seems the most logical to you? Well, I'd love to believe in the theory where when he went to the cave, it wasn't really a cave. It was a mountainside and a door kind of just opened. What? No. Yeah, I'm serious. One of the theories I was reading is basically like a portal door kind of opened. Everybody went inside and then it closed. And that, and that, I think that was how some of those kids got left behind. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah. 
Um, I would love to believe in that one, but the most likely scenario, well, I first off don't think, yeah, there's hypnotism, but you know, 130 kids coming out from the woodworks or thousands and thousands of rats coming out from the woodworks because like I was playing on a, on a flute or something mm-hmm. and, um, and he's leading them all the way through town, all the way to a river or to a mountainside outside of town. It just seems ridiculous to me so what do i believe happened probably some gruesome plague (laughs) of some sort and somebody twisted it into a tale because you know most of these are based on uh, most of these folk tales are based a little bit in some real event that happened but you know of course the tale is far stretched from reality i will say that the one that i hope didn't happen was the one where they were massacred by local christians um hope that a whole bunch of christians didn't kill 130 kids but hopefully not hopefully well there is also like he led them potentially out of town like we were saying earlier about emigration or immigration that's probably the most logical theory yeah they were trying to populate well it was overpopulated there were there were people that came to town to have people move out of town and into other areas to get them more populated so possibly to populate it let's get children in these towns and uh and then they'll grow up and then they'll have more citizens maybe because they're easy and more gullible and they don't have a a life to worry about you know in another city so they bribe them with something let's take these kids and adopt them out even though they already have have parents hey kids kids, we have rat-shaped candy in our town oh my god let me put you on horseback to out of town. <laughs> we gonna get no. you out of here. Okay, so last question I have for you. Yeah. What do you think would happen if 130 kids disappeared from one town in one day in today's world? Um, mass mayhem. Mass mayhem. Every you know everybody's gonna become a investigator. I think with social media and everything else, uh, it's likely to somebody's gonna get busted for that for this i mean from that many kids in one town in, in one, one day, day some things uh you know they're they're gonna get exposed somehow that's a that's a bit crazy but anything's possible unfortunately I mean, unfortunately and us having two kids ourselves that's a scary thought it's a scary thought to have one of our kids taken away from us in any capacity in my opinion um so unless they're getting taken away on vacation like they are this week which is kind of <laughs> rude that's how we're able to record this podcast <laughs> brought to you by nana and papa's vacation thank you thank you if you're listening <laughs> shout out to the grandparents shout out to the in-laws <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so that many kids disappearing from one town in one day would seem very horrifying to me absolutely Um, oh yeah yeah even if they weren't my kids like i'm the type of person where it's like if i see a kid by themselves i stay there until i make sure that they find their parents that actually happened to us at universal do you remember that we were walking out of universal one day and i noticed this kid walking by himself and i was like oh yeah um little little human being 
where are your parents? And he goes, I can't find them. And I'm like, you're walking with us until we find your parents. And we're like, you're ours now. You are ours now until we find your parents. And then we looked around and he saw them. I'm like, I will stand here and watch you until you get to your parents. And then. Yeah, whatever plans we had about leaving are, were stopped. Null and void. Null and void at that point. <laughs> it was this kid's parents need to get found. <laughs> so, I mean, 130 kids is, is like four classrooms full of. Well, public school classrooms, public I should say. Kids. You know, you got about you know thirty kids per class. It's about four classrooms worth, and that's. I mean, it might be a small amount in a public school, but that's that's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids worth. Uh, to, At least where we are. At least where we're from, we don't live in a huge town, so that would be like massive. But yeah, hopefully we don't actually hear of an account like this. But if I see a guy dressed in tights and <laughs> multicolors red and yellow and 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 piping on a flute <laughs> i will steal tackle clear. that child oh yeah tackle him. Tackle tackle him. Him. you ain't getting uh, nowhere where you going you going nowhere grab his flute and break it <laughs> shove it where the sun don't shine anyways <laughs> call them names and <laughs> You ain't getting no, I know what no. you're doing, and I don't like it. You ain't getting near no kids. <laughs> Stay clear. <laughs> but that pretty much wraps up the story of the Pied Piper. Yes. Uh, a pretty quick episode. Pretty quick episode. Not a um, lot of uh, back and forth. There's no, the thing with some of these stories is just not a lot of facts to go through. So... Uh, I mean, what do we have else to say? <laughs> okay, all you ghouls and goblins. Hope you have a wonderful night and stay weird. We want to thank you for tuning in. You can find us on all your favorite social platforms by searching Conspiracy Weird, posting photos and details from each episode. Please consider keeping our tummies full by donating to the Snack Fund. Donations will be given a shout out on the podcast. Special thanks to Audionautics.com for the theme music. And remember, question everything.